Khetri, Rajasthan. He was ordained into Sanyasa in 1988. He was invited by Ramakrishna Mission Colombo for a series of lectures for about 17 days. He is regularly contributing to articles in Tamil magazines and also talks on the radio in Tamil Nadu. He has CDs and cassettes on guided meditation to his credit. He has written beautiful books on meditation of Sri Sarada Devi in Tamil. He regularly visits various institutions in Tamil Nadu, Maharashtra and Kerala. He has served Ramakrishna Mission and met in different states in different capacities. I request Swami Atmavikasananda Maharaj to offer him a bouquet and welcome him for this convention. We begin with bhajans by Swami Veerabhadradandaji Maharaj. My greetings to you all, youngsters of India, on whom Swami Vivekananda had immense faith. In the history of India, we find two people paying highest tributes, respects and encomiums to Indian youth. One was the ancient rishis of India and the second one is our great Swamiji. It was this Swamiji, the Patriot Saint of India, who was described by Subhash Chandra Bose as a fighter to the core, a full-blooded masculine personality. Had he been alive, my place would have been at his feet. If I err not, Vivekananda is the creator of modern India. This Swamiji had immense faith in the possibilities and potentialities of Indian youth. So it was he who declared that if India has to develop, it is the youngsters, the youth, who have to come forward and carry the burden of India. Very beautifully he remarks, my faith is in the younger generation. I have scattered, broadcast the ideas. These youngsters will come and work out the problems of India like lions. And today, lion is one of the endangered species in India. And if India government, with their forest officials come, perhaps they may give an arrest warrant to Swami Bhavamanji Maharaj, because we find some of the lions are being gathered here, on whom Swami Vivekananda had immense faith. In the name of that great Swamiji, who paid tributes and honors to us, the Indian youth, I greet you with a Namaskar, Namaste. Just close your eyes and sit straight 
we shall pay our tributes honors and namaskars to swami vivekananda through this shloka ಅನಿತ್ಯದೃಶ್ಯು ವಿವೇಚನೆತ್ಯಸ್ಮಲೀಲಯ ವಿವೇಕವೈರಾಗ್ಯವಿಶುದ್ಧೇತ ಸಿವೇಕಿ ತಮಹಂ ನಮಿ ವಿವೇಕಜಂದ ನಿಮಗ್ನಚೇತ ವಿವೇಕದಾನೈಕ ವಿನೋದಶೀಲ ವಿವೇಕಭಾಸ ಕಮನೀಯಕಾಂತಿ ವಿವೇಕಿನಂತ ಮಧ್ಯಾಂತಹೀನ ಸುಖಂ ಸ್ವರೂಪ ಪ್ರಕರೋತಿ ಆನಂದಮೂರ್ತಿ ತಮಹಂ ನಮಿ ಸೂರ್ಯಥಿ ತಮೋನಿಹಂತಿ ವಿಷ್ಣು ಯಥಾದುಷ್ಟನಾಂಚಿನತಿ ತಥವಯಸಿಲ ನೇತ್ರಲೋಭಂ ತ್ರಿತಾಪಿಮುಖೀಕರೋತಿ ತೇಶಿಕೇಂದ್ರ ಪರಮ ಪವಿತ್ರ ವಿಶ್ವಸಾಲ ಮಧುರ ಯತೀಂದ್ರ ಹಿತಾಯಣ ನರಮೂರ್ತಿ ವಿವೇಕನಂದ ಅಹಂ ನಮಿ 
Now we will have recitation of two quotes of Swami Vivekananda. Now I request from the girl's side, Saili to come here and recite the quote. Friends, you have to sit straight, close your eyes and concentrate on the quote that Saili will be reciting. India, forget not that the ideal of thy womanhood is Sita, Savitri, Damayanti. Forget not that the God thou worshipest is the great ascetic of ascetics, the all-renouncing Shankara, the Lord of Uma. Forget not that thy marriage, thy wealth, thy life are not for the sense of pleasure, are not for thy individual personal happiness. Forget not that thou art born as a sacrifice to the mother's altar. Forget not that thy social order is but the reflex of the infinite universal motherhood. Forget not that the lower classes, the ignorant, the poor, the illiterate, the cobbler, the sweeper are thy flesh and blood, thy brothers. Thou brave one, be bold, take courage, be proud that thou art an Indian and proudly proclaim, I am an Indian, and every Indian is my brother. Say, the ignorant Indian, the poor and destitute Indian, the Brahmin Indian, the pariah Indian, is my brother. Thou too, clad with but a rag round thy loins, proudly proclaim at the top of thy voice, the Indian is my brother, the Indian is my life. The India's gods and goddesses are my god. India's society is the cradle of my infancy, the pleasure garden of my youth, the sacred heaven, 
the Varanasi of my old age. Say, brother, the soil of India is my highest heaven. The good of India is my good. And repeat and pray day and night. Oh, thou Lord of Gauri, O oh, thou mother of the universe, vouchsafe manliness unto me. O oh, thou mother of strength, take away my weakness, take away my unmanliness, and make me a man. Now, among the boys, I request Shovan to come here and recite the quote. Shall India die? Then from the world, all spirituality will be extinct. All moral perfection will be extinct. All sweet soul sympathy for religion will be extinct. All ideality will be extinct. And in its place will reign the duality of lust and luxury as the male and female deities. With the money as its priest, fraud, force, and competition its ceremonies and the human soul is its sacrifice such a thing can never happen be will she die this mother this old mother of all that is noble or moral or spiritual the land which the sages trod the land in which god like men still alive and breathe I will borrow the lantern of the Athenian sage and follow you, my brother, through the cities and villages, plains and forests of this broad world. Show me such a man in other lands if you can. Show me such a man in other lands if you can. So friends, we have our first section and the topic is a fiery. We have a fiery speech from Swamiji. We will definitely experience that. So first topic which Swamiji will be conducting is Awaken the Giant. We all, most of us does not know what we are. My dear friends, <clears throat> it gives immense joy and pleasure to see capsules of energy sitting in front of you. All of us are like the capsules inside which tremendous explosive items are constantly waiting to explode. It is like a nuclear substance with ceaseless energy and power and strength inside, always ready to exhibit itself 
provided we know how to diffuse the nuclear energy that is inside that. And we have seen that nuclear energy has been diffused. Suppose if I put a question to you, who diffused that nuclear energy? The smart man with blue jersey, fourth, yourself, yes. Who diffused the nuclear energy? The answer is very simple. I am not testing you. I will be asking questions in between. Please feel much free. Don't think this is an examination hall. And don't approach life with the attitude of an examination. Life is a challenge for a hero. It is an adventure for a courageous man. And for a coward, it is an examination. So, who diffused this nuclear energy? Definitely. What a beautiful answer. It is you, is it not? Somebody like you. It was man who diffused the nuclear energy and it is having tremendous possibilities in this world to use this nuclear energy. Nobody knew it. It was always hiding inside. Now this gentleman has answered that we only diffused. So I should congratulate Swami Atma Vikasanand Jimaraj and Swami Bhavman Jimaraj that the two youth camps which we had conducted, did you attend those two? Oh, that is still wonderful. I have to congratulate India. <laughs> because India has produced such a youth, and one of them is here. I thought he must have attended these two youth camps and have imbibed those qualities which were being taught in those two youth camps. But having come for the first time, when you are able to recognize the greatness of the human being, an individual man, that gives us confidence that we too can diffuse the immense energy. If the immense energy, the potentiality and the possibility in a nuclear, in an atom can be released by a man, how much more powerful must be the man who diffused it, is it not? This nuclear energy has been diffused by man, how much more powerful must be the man who released it, is it not? The man who was the master behind all these nuclear things, who was he? One of them was Einstein. So when in his honor a meeting was held and a citation was given to him appreciating his achievements, Einstein stood up. We all think that science is something great, is it not? If a scientist tells something, if we find something returned from the Western country in a scientific way, we think it is something great. To a normal brain, to an ordinary brain, something great appeals. But to an extraordinary brain, something superlative only appeals. So that is the speciality of the Indian spirituality, that it had gone beyond the range of the normal, normal mind, ordinary mind. Therefore, we fail to recognize that. It is beyond the range of the ordinary mind. So when we get those same similar ideas through spirituality, through our own Yoga Shastra, we think it is something less than the scientific theories which other people are telling, is it not? We find if a management book from other country comes, it is something wonderful. Shiv Kera had to publish his book from America, not from India. 
When it comes from there, we think it is something wonderful. But really, all these ideas have gone from India and they are coming back. It was the same thing which happened during British's time also. Cotton used to go from India and come back as textiles. And then we used to run behind it. So similarly, we find when ideas are expressed by scientists, we think it is something superb. But in our own religion, in our own spirituality, so much of power is packed. So much of energy is packed that once you touch it, it explodes and immense energy from single unit called a man can be released. So this Einstein who was a great scientist. He pays homage to God. He says, all of you appreciate me, honor me and praise me. But what I have done by telling you that I'm, uh, what is that? E equal to MC squared. I just found out something which was already working in this world. I have not invented it. I have not put that principle into motion. I just told there is a flower here. This is called marigold. And all of you are simply wondering and calling me the genius, the mastermind of the 20th century. But how much more powerful, more intelligent, and more superb must be the man who produced that flower and put it in motion in this universe. Imagine the tremendousness, the magnitude of that power and energy which set the whole principle in motion. I just told that that principle is working there, E equal to MC squared, that's all. It is like telling that there is a beautiful harmonium there, it has got a coupler and so many reeds are there. And somebody says, oh, Swamiji has invented. What is that to invent? You could not say, I saw. If my brain, my intelligence, my power itself is so much that you are mesmerized by it, how much more should it mesmerize you? when you find out who prepared, manufactured this harmonium, which was found out by me. So Einstein pays homage to that God, who is a reservoir of immense energy, power, knowledge, strength, and love, and infinite joy. So from that reservoir, the ceaseless fountain, we are constantly drawing. We are having direct connection with that fountain, eternal fountain of knowledge, strength, power, immense love and joy. Each one of us is having such a power, such a giant inside us. But we don't recognize that giant within. It is that giant, the infinite God, who is inside us constantly trying to express himself but we have kept the doors closed. It is like the beautiful perfume bottle inside our car, is it not? We have got the room freshener or the car freshener. Excellent perfume is inside, but we have kept it closed. It is sleeping inside. Moment you open the lid, what happens? It awakens. The whole vehicle becomes full of that perfume. So similarly, the man who diffuses the nuclear energy has got in him these tremendous possibilities, potentialities. If we can understand the technique to unleash it, then he will find he himself is a giant. Each one of us is a giant. And one who believes, he becomes that. But none of us are able to believe. 
and none of us are able to recognize or understand that there is a giant. Two days before, we had a talk in our D.Y. Patil College of Engineering. So as we were discussing and sharing our thought, suddenly I told that smart girl, please get up. You see, the same thing is happening here. No. I just gave an example of what happened there. I told that smart girl, please get up. You see, the one smart girl whom I am pointing, she's not getting up at all. So she's not recognizing that she's a smart girl, the one with the black sweater. <laughs> Please sit. So how the science can be demonstrated, is it not? So that girl's name was Sonam. I told that smart girl, please get up. Swamiji, this girl. Hey, you please get up. Swamiji, I told, no, are you not smart? Myself? Smart? Why? Are you not smart? Are you not a giant? With so much possibilities. Swamiji, myself? Still, she had so much of doubt that she was not willing to believe. Willing to accept that somebody is calling her smart. So we don't require extraordinary management books, personality development series or anything to do something for us. All those are external aids only. And all those CDs and books were brought out by men like us only, is it not? And instead of depending on our own energy, the infinite, ceaseless, endless reservoir which is inside, we try to depend on something else. And that something else has been brought out by somebody like us, is it not? Last year, somebody presented me 13 books on management and personality development and positive thinking. See you at the top. And one of the books was Awaken the Giant Within. Unlimited power. Stephen Covey's book, Seven Successful Habits of Great Men. One or two books I read, there was no time for me. Then I was thinking, when the challenges of life come in front of me, when I face the great hurdles, obstacles, adventures of life, shall I run back and refer to those books? Or should I by heart the entire 13 books and keep ready? Ultimately, I found no. Simply, I threw away all the book because I found out the secret that all the books are inside me. It is from inside the knowledge comes out. It is from inside these, from inside of us that these books have come out. Why not depend on myself? We refuse to depend on ourselves, is it not? That is why when I called her smart, she is refusing to accept. So that Sonam was called, I told, take the mic now. Now what is there? In India, every politician is willing to hold the mic for hours and hours. Why are you refusing to hold that beautiful item, mic? She took the mic and I told, now you shout. Sonam, the student of engineering college, I am very smart. Sonam, I am the engineering college student. Now what is this? Shout loudly, I am Sonam, the student of engineering college. I am smart. I'm energetic, I'm enthusiastic. I'm so great, I feel proud to be an Indian. I'm proud to be an Indian. What is this? If you become the Prime Minister of India and you will go and meet George Bush, will you tell, I am the Prime Minister of India? <laughs> After 10 or 10, 12 scoldings, slowly she started. So what happens in us, there is a giant within and there is also a pygmy. You know pygmy? Have you read the story of the uh, Gulliver and the Lilliputians? 
So in that you will find Gulliver the giant and so many Lilliputs are there. So inside us also there is a great giant Gulliver and also the Lilliput. But we are not giving credit, giving sufficient respect and honor that is due to the giant that is really within us. We always call the Lilliputs like the jokers in the circus and that man comes and makes a comedy of our life and sometimes it becomes a tragedy. So why don't we accept that there is a giant within, I am smart, I am intelligent. What is preventing us? If there is a giant, what is and Munis used to think over, used to brood over in the jungles and find out how to release, diffuse the energy that is inside human mind. They made a science of it. The science of human personality in depth. Outside we are looking like Lilliputs. We are refusing to accept our greatness. Unwilling to give a call to the giant, the great man who is inside and we say, I am not smart. So actually we can see it happening, is it not being demonstrated? You also hesitated, is it not in the first? He's an intelligent man, we found out, is it not? So first we have to get this idea that there is a giant within. There is a ceaseless reservoir of energy, power, strength and knowledge. First we have to get it clearly in the small andi, the skull, that idea. Yes, this is the cerebral portion, the software. The brain is the hardware, the mind is the software, where we have to get it clear that this energy is there with us. Because unless you have confidence that there is a bank balance, by going to the bank and finding out in the account that 20,000 lakhs are there, ready to start a business, there is a capital already waiting. So with that capital as a background, as a backdrop, infusing tremendous confidence in you, giving you strength and vitality, you can proceed, you can become a daredevil to take the risk of adventure, is it not? You know that there is something behind, even if two, three crores goes, don't worry. Again I can put forth the effort. Like a hero I will fight and get back all those crores which I have lost in the first attempt. But we have to get this idea first into our mind, into our heart, that there is a great reservoir, a fountain of energy, knowledge and willpower inside. So we'll just brood upon certain facts of life where we will find and get a verbal conviction that this power is inside us. We have not seen that power. Many things in the world we have not seen. But when somebody tells us and we get a conviction at the mental level, then we feel, yes, there is something. Let me make an attempt, is it not? This tendency not to make an attempt is part of our personality, which we have gathered externally. It is not real personality of ours. But if we develop this tendency by getting conviction from these facts, that knowledge, power, energy, strength and possibilities are already inside, then we will have a mental pattern, a mindset to explore. Suppose I have a rocket, a space shuttle and I want to make it fly to the moon, I must have sufficient fuel, is it not, to propel it into action. Suppose if I don't have sufficient fuel, I may have a rocket, but how to put it into the orbit? 
somebody must tell, don't worry, there is sufficient energy waiting for you, we shall provide it. So similarly, we have to get convinced, first at the verbal level, then at the mental level, then at the intellectual level. And moment you get convinced at the intellectual level, some magic happens. It is called the psychological chemistry of mind. Inside there is a chemistry, so many chemicals are waiting, and once the intelligence gets convinced, automatically this energy gets released. The giant gets awakened from inside. He may not know how the giant was awakened, but the giant gets awakened. Now there is a beautiful story which conveys to us this particular fact that infinite power, strength, knowledge, love and joy are already hiding inside. There was a beggar in one of the villages in Tamil Nadu. He was an unusual beggar. He would greet everybody in the morning. Good morning, sir. Have a nice day. We don't find beggars greeting us, is it not? So sometimes when there will be a marriage, he will say, Shubh Kamnaye. May the marriage ceremony take off very well and succeed. And whenever he will find youngsters going, he will say, Sir, wish you best. Wish you good luck. Best of luck during examinations time, he will wish them. And sometimes he will say, Sir, regain your health quickly. So, so many greetings he used to share with the villagers. So, the villagers became fond of him. And this beggar was living. Everybody liked him. Just by seeing their feet, he will say, Hello, sir. Good morning. So, he could recall the name of the persons by seeing their slippers. So everybody used to give something to that beggar. He was an unusual beggar. We will find how unusual he was at the end. All of us are like that unusual beggar. We are all beggars, but we are unusual beggars because of one peculiarity that is present inside us. So after three or four years, the beggar died. And the villagers thought, what an extraordinary beggar he was. We have never seen such a beggar in our life. So why not build a samadhi? So monument for him. Then they thought, we will build a bus shelter in the name of this beggar. Muttaya. Muttaya. Bus mandabam. Something they had built. And they had collected some donations. Ten, twelve thousands, thousands of rupees were collected from the villagers. And they were about to dig the ground for laying the foundation for this bus shelter. Bus stop will be built in the name of that beggar. As a mark of the honor, the villagers wanted to pay to that beggar. He was an unusual beggar. So they had just gone below, and as they had come to the center portion to dig, suddenly they found, they heard a noise of the pickaxe striking a metal. So they became careful and slowly excavated the earth around the metal, and they found there is a small box, metal box. That was just at the six inches layer below the earth level, ground level. So they took the box. In that there was an envelope. And there it was written. My son, whenever you are in danger and difficulties, go two feet inside. Whenever you are in difficulties and danger, go two feet inside. So they thought, what is this message? Who is the son and who is the father? 
So they brought the box out, that small box containing the envelope. Whenever you are in trouble, whenever there is a danger, go two feet deep inside. So they came out with the cover and all the village mukyas, the leaders, they came and discussed, what is this? Then suddenly one of them told, is that a cover? There a cover like this? Ah, yes, there is a cover. We also found one more cover below the pillow of the beggar. And in the cover, there was a small slip telling that whenever you are in danger, go two feet below. But we thought it is an insignificant cover, so we just kept it. So these two covers were compared and the handwriting was same. And it was written, my son, whenever you are in danger, go two feet below. Then after a lot of thinking, they told, why not we also follow the message and go two feet below? Because we wanted 20,000 rupees for the bus shelter. We have only got 12,000 rupees. We are also in danger. Why not we go deep inside? They went two feet below and there they found a small pot containing gold coins. And those gold coins were worth 20,000 rupees. So as they were discussing with joy, oh, we have got the funds which we wanted. We were in danger. We went two feet inside and we found there is an answer. There is a reward for all of us. By that time, one sannyasi had come there. He was walking, going for a tirthyatra. Seeing this great halabalo, the noise, he came and asked, what has happened? He told there was an unusual beggar. He was so nice. We wanted to build a samadhi, a bus shelter for him. And then we found a cover below his pillow. We neglected it. And just as we scratched the ground below six inches, we found a small box with a letter. Whenever you are in danger, Whenever you will find difficulties, whenever you find challenges, go two feet below, two feet inside. And we went two feet inside and we found that our danger has been solved. We have got 20,000 rupees of gold coins. The sadhu smiled and told, that is what our Upanishad says. Inside you there is a tremendous reservoir, a fountain of knowledge, power, energy and strength. Whenever you are in danger, go two feet inside. Then he told, all of us are beggar. Sitting on the mass of wealth, he considered himself a beggar. Had he gone two feet inside, he also would have become a rich man. So we all are like that. Inside us, two feet. This is the physical and the mental. Behind the physical and the mental, two feet, two sheet, there is an immense reservoir of energy, which is the real nature of human being. Still it is difficult to understand, is it not? Difficult to believe and accept, is it not? We shall put forth some of the facts which will make us convinced that it is real. You may think this is a story. I have taken the story just for an allegorical effect. The sannyasi told each one of us is an unusual beggar. Usually beggars will be poor. But he was an unusual beggar because sitting on the heap of wealth, he considered himself a beggar. So sitting on the heap of immense energy... Immense possibilities and potentialities that are lying hidden, we feel we are an ordinary man. Is it not? So all of us are unusual beggars. And because we are unusual beggars, we have to understand that inside us, behind the first feet of body and the second feet of mind, two feet inside, there is something. And that something in India was called as Atman. We will not go to that spiritual level. But even without that, there is some energy which is constantly waiting to be explored. If you go inside, you will get it. And Swamiji gives a beautiful example. He says the total process of education for us is to dig the two feet. 
He says education is discovering. There is a covering like this. Discover. It is inside. You only just remove the cover. He says education should be really unveiling. Parda hatao. Remove the parda. Remove the screen. There is the strength. There is the possibility which is inside. And Indian rishis and munis and saints and sages have explored that possibility. And this possibility is constantly working in front of our eyes. It is so simple, so common, so ordinary, so easy that we are not able to recognize it. And Shiv Kera has come out with this punchline, what is easy to see is easy to miss. Swamiji says there was a small boy who saw the apple falling. You heard of this story in the two camps? Is it not? The apple was falling from a tree and a small boy was puzzled. Why not the apple go up instead of falling down? We don't ask that question, is it not? Why should not the apple go up instead of falling down? So he went to the teacher and he asked, Teacher, why is that the apple is falling down instead of going up? Can you tell me what is the reason for this? Teacher just patted and told, My child, don't ask questions which are beyond the range of our syllabus. So, see, in this there is a great truth. Giants, geniuses, they are not produced in the colleges. They are produced in the laboratory of their own heart and mind. Genius and great people, men of extraordinary character, they don't stay in the college. They are being thrown out because you are unfit for the mediocre status. You are a superlative man. You are beyond the range of ordinary man. So the teacher told it is beyond the range of our syllabus. We have not read it. Don't ask. He went to the principal and asked, principal told, why should your head be bothered about such an insignificant thing? Eat the apple and keep the doctor away. Get out now. <laughs> so he went to his father. Father told, we are all businessmen dealing with apples. We know apple gives us prosperity. More than that, we have never questioned. Be practical. Use the apple. Eat it. Sell it. Make others healthy and make yourself wealthy. <laughs> so this much we know about the apple. And it is the first letter representing the first alphabet of English. More than that, we don't know anything. But this boy was seized. It became a passion for him. Oh, why is this apple falling down? It is not in the syllabus. My father says his father himself did not know that. Teachers don't know. Academicians don't know. So the life, the human life, the challenges, the great dangers, the hardships, all these things are not in the textbook of our college. Life is not in the textbook of your college, is it not? Life is so new, like a burning fire. That's why as this discussion was going on in the Rajguru College, I asked, what was the result of this boy asking the question, why did the apple fall down? This gentleman, please tell. Huh, yes, why is the apple falling down? Ah, excellent. That is simple. That's what we read in our school. Because of the gravitational force, is it not? Then I asked that boy, who taught Newton about this idea of gravitational force? Newton found out the law of gravitation, but and teachers told it is not in our syllabus. Father told, through our seventh generation, we don't know. Khandani nyanbi nahi hai unko. So, who taught Newton? 
immediately that boy asked the next boy, are you going Newton? Ko? I told you, if this question has appeared in your examination paper, you will try to copy, is it not? Can you copy your destiny? Can you copy your fortune? You can't copy your takdeer or kismat from somebody. It is your own individual. You are so unique, so extraordinary, that every one of us has got some importance, some significance in this world. But we refuse to use it and we think we are ordinary, mediocre students, and therefore we refuse to ask questions. We get questioned by our teachers, is it not? Every teacher is asking us questions, but we have to put questions. Why not? Apple is falling down. Why not it go up? We refuse, is it not? We refuse to accept the extraordinary things of life. And then that boy was asking the question, Are Newton ko kisne bataya? Then suddenly one boy told, Are kaun bata sakta hai Newton ko? Who can tell Newton? Because nobody knew it. Newton himself brought the theory of gravitational force and suddenly told, Ha Swamiji, it came from inside. So in many of our life situations, we find things are coming from inside, is it not? The great kavyas of Kalidasa, Shakuntalam, from where it came out? From inside, Ramayana and Mahabharata, Tulasi, Ramacharitra, Manas, from where it comes out? It is from inside. Where from this great music treat from Bhimshan Joshi comes out? It is from inside, is it not? Nobody is pouring like this. It is inside, but this man is constantly telling, Oh giant, awaken! Oh giant, awaken! So once we get this idea clear that knowledge is inside man, just as Newton brought it out, Einstein brought it out, Kalidasa brought it out, Jnaneshwar Maharaj brought it out, Tukaram brought it out. All the great people in the world, they bring it from inside out. Atom bomb came from where? From inside the mind of a man, is it not? The great theory of numbers invented by Srinivas Ramanujam, from where it came out? From his own insight. All the great inventions in this world, from where does it come out? It is from man, is it not? Where from did Valmiki come out and write the Valmiki Ramayana? It is from the decoid Ratnakar, is it not? He was hiding inside. He was waiting, hello. When the phone rings, you take the receiver and say, hello, somebody is calling, can I talk to the great man? So there is a great man waiting inside for receiving your call, but you refuse, is it not? Psychologically, we have come to a conclusion that there is nobody inside. That program. We refuse to call the giant within because we don't know that there is a giant. But through these facts, observing all the great discoveries and inventions and great things that are going on in the world, who is finding out? It is one among ourselves, is it not? And that one is constantly telling that I am ready for that. I am ready to knock. I am ready to give a call. I am ready to give an SMS. But how many of us are willing to give that call? Now we have got at the verbal level, at the mental level, that yes, knowledge is inside. Even many of the poems which we find in the magazines, who writes it? One among, of, one among you only, is it not? The great dramas which we are finding enacted in many of the stages, who writes the drama? It is you, youngsters, it is we, is it not? 
it is we who do everything and yet we are thinking that oh god is doing is it not there is a god there is a power but we all go to ganesh mandir is it not there we big break coconuts we offer modak so many things we do but that god is telling see inside i am being carved by one among you only it was a ordinary granite stone the ganesh ji the shiv ji the shirdi shai baba they all come out from the ordinary stone carved by a sculptor is it not it is a sculptor who is making that god in bombay during our college days we used to find on the road some beggars will draw the pictures of gods and goddesses in color chalks so one day i was finding i saw near the platform of vileparli one man was drawing hanuman ji jai bajrang bali ki and he had written when i am here why do you fear <laughs> and as he was drawing i just asked my friend i also belong to maharashtra are aadmi bhagwan ko banata hai ki bhagwan aadmi ko banata hai see he was drawing the photo of great hanuman ji with so much of biceps so much power hanuman ji is looking like an explosive personality so powerful so strong so most of us depend on that power externally unwilling to accept that shows the mental pattern the mindset of us that we are trying to depend on something external instead of awakening our own power so there is a beautiful shloka in one of our spiritual literature where this idea is conveyed most of these rishis and munis they will say depend on god believe in god is it not and those great personalities have written this shloka yesterday also i had quoted this to our devotees and india is in need of this sentiment because at present the population of india contains 70% of it as youth the 70% of indian population comprises of youth and that is creating tremors and fears in the superpowers mind they are all afraid what an explosion can take place in india at any time what these youngsters cannot do fresh raw vigorous energy is it not tremendous fire is waiting there was a time 20 years before youth were only 25 to 32% of indian population and india was sagging so much of sagging and even now we find the top level all of them are above 50 to 60 is it not but in america they won't allow a old man to be the president they want raw bubbling exploding energy a personality of that electrifying nature to be the president very strong ashishto dradishto balishtaha a strong man must be the president he will give shape to our destiny because in him is a raw potential energy great possibilities are there he can explore not the old man with all the experiences of life forming wrinkles on his faces and stopping the power of his own brain creating prejudices in his own mind due to the failures in life so this raw energy is waiting in india to explode and that is creating tremors for what he has given bell <laughs> telling that americans are really afraid <laughs> so this is a situation in india and if you see the silicon valley of usa most of the force of their intellect intelligentsia it comprises of indian youths only this indian brain that is working behind the silicon valley of usa see if that is there what is preventing us why are we not able to recognize though it is constantly happening in front of us 
all the people whom we worship, whom we adore, whom we admire, call as our own hero, Sachin Tendulkar or Sunil Gavaskar. They are all coming from us only, is it not? There was a time when we told, ha, Australia is the giant in cricket. Donald Bradman, Sir Donald Bradman, he is the greatest cricketer. He, has, he is the man who has scored the maximum runs. Who told a Bombay boy can do that? Is it not? Have you ever dreamt that one boy from Bombay can break the world record in cricket? And who did it? Maybe any one of you may have been the classmate of Sachin Tendulkar. We do not know. He was studying with us. The same boy was studying in Dadar, Sachin Tendulkar. What has he become now? So how these magnificent feats are achieved? It is achieved by a common man like us, is it not? So these facts should amply prove to us that there is power, there is energy, there is strength, there is immense possibilities for success lying hidden inside each one of us. It is waiting. Then the question will come, what is preventing it, is it not? According to biology, it has been proved. Any biology student is here? Any student of biology? Nobody? Ah, yes. Man has come from where? No, before him? No. See, there's a famous theory of evolution by Charles Darwin. Where is this man has come from? That is why we worship monkey Hanuman. Hanuman himself has got so much potentialities. How much more we should have, is it not? So man has come from monkey. And monkey has come from? If we slowly go back, digress. Lastly, we find there is a unicell. What is that called? Amoeba. Swami Vivekananda asked this question. It is the same amoeba that has become Adam, is it not? So where was this energy hiding? Whence was that gigantic willpower? produced. It is this amoeba slowly evolved, became a fish. And the fish thought there is a giant within. I can have wings of fire and roam in the infinite sky like a free bird. And moment that Sankalpa resolution came into the mind of the fish, there's a great awakening, explosion and the wings came out. Immediately from the prison house of the ocean waters, the fish came out and roamed and flied, fluttered its wings. And it started flying, exploring the possibilities of the infinite sky. If the amoeba can become Adam, Swamiji says, this Adam only becomes a Buddha, is it not? That is a biological evolution given to us by Charles Darwin. Time limit you are trying to indicate? Huh. Don't bother about little time limit, we shall adjust it. Because these are all the things that are directly connected with our life. For the time being, let us forget time. Let us go into it, get involved into it emotionally. Even taking points may not help because when challenges come, you can't carry this note with you. Is it not? Can we carry a small notebook and as soon as some danger comes, oh wait, danger, please let me see the notebook, what is the answer? It is not possible. Let it go directly inside and set fire there. See, here is a foolish boy sitting. How do you feel now? <laughs> now I say he's really a great man. By mistake, I called fool. So when I tell like this, there is some fire inside, is it not? When I scold, you tell, you idiot. Immediately you accept, you sit now, Swamiji called me an idiot and you sink deep, you get crashed. There's a depressive feeling. You accept it and there is a fire. Similarly, when you accept this feeling that there is a giant within me, listen to this thought. This is a chemistry of human mind. We listen to the negative chemistry of human mind, the whole society. Teachers, the parents, all of them are telling, Aray, ye to bacha hai. 
वो क्या करेगा वो तो नौजवान है वो क्या करेगा बूढ़ों को पूछो हम देंगे ज्ञान हमारा अनुभव है वी आर एक्सपीरियंस वी आर मैच्योर और स्टिल नॉट मैच्योर सो वेन यू हियर यू टेक इट विथ सो मच ऑफ फायर इज इट नॉट सो मच ऑफ करंट इन इट इट इज लाइक अ लाइव वायर यू एक्सेप्ट इट एंड फ्रॉम दैर इट एक्ट यू डोंट टेल फादर वॉट आर इज कोल्डिंग लेट मी टेक नोट्स डू यू टेल लाइक दैट डू यू टेल यूर टीचर टीचर प्लीज वेट लेट मी टेक डाउन वॉट आर द वर्ड्स यू आर अटेरिंग वेन यू आर स्कोल्डिंग यू डायरेक्टली लिजन इज इट नॉट वेन यू डायरेक्टली लिजन इमीडिएटली टीयर्स कम टीचर यू आर कॉलिंग मी ए फूल ए डलर्ट ए इडियट यू डोंट बाई हार्ट इट इज इट नॉट so similarly when we are uttering these thoughts don't bother to take notes you will get all these points in many of the management books directly have a live wire enter into this wavelength of thought current this is how the exploration the explosion takes place in this field this is called the field in computer also they got some particular word word for that the site in this site only the whole change has to be but keep this pot boiling now forget the book and when the impression goes deep inside immediately it burns it is like setting fire with a matchstick to a piece of paper it burns is it not so when you think of these thoughts when you take these thoughts inside immediately there is a conflagration there is a fire any time it can happen so why are we not able to accept it biology has shown that is it not a small cell you amoeba it can slowly 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 come to the state of human being who can create any wonders in this world is it not there's a biological evolution swami ji says there is a next evolution at the psychological and spiritual evolution this man can become cultured man like mahatma gandhi like martin luther king